Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy freaking Monday, baby. Holy shit, I'm surprised I'm alive. The Adam Divine Weird Life Tour ended last night at the Wiltern Theater in Los Angeles, California. Thank you, everybody who came. What a show, what a tour. Uh, I feel like I got better as a comic. I got better as a as a as a bus mate, <laughs> a friend on the bus. If that's a thing to, to improve at, I've never been on a bus or slept on a bus before like that, and it was unbelievable. Uh, but that L.A. show was great. If you were there, uh, you got to see me close out my set by... <laughs> I dropped the C word. I'm not a big fan of it, but uh, it is a powerful piece of machinery, uh, of verbal uh, weaponry. Um, you know, in, in dire needs uh, or dire s- situations, you need to, uh, to really put the hammer down sometimes. And a woman yelled, fuck you to me uh she'd been screaming through my shania twain bit which is a great sentence and she was like yeah and then it, i you know i the laughs died down and i i paused before i move on to the next thing and she just goes fuck you and everyone's like oh ooh. and i'm like well that wasn't very nice what was that all about because you had it coming making fun of shania twain and i was like jesus and then i asked her a couple more questions to try to again always kill it with kindness and keep the audience on my side and she was very combative, and then people started yelling, and then I just paused, and I go, you got to shut this down, and I go, now, uh, sweetheart, I'm, I'm sorry, did, I can't remember, did the poster outside say Adam Devine or Adam Devine uh, featuring a drunk cunt in the third row? And the place went bonkers. It was like Tupac came back from the dead, and Snoop and Eminem and Dre were all with him, and they performed the, you know, your favorite song. Like, and you went nuts. Like, that, every, 1,800 people went nuts. And I would have dropped the mic and walked off, walked off stage, but I had, to, I had to do one more joke, smooth it out, and then bring up Ad, uh, Adam Devine. So, uh, anyway, that was insane. <laughs> I'm sorry to that girl, but you had it coming, like you said to me. So, can, you, you're going to play with fire, you're going to get burned. All right? Uh, but the tour was amazing. Thanks to everybody that came out. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting on the road and headlining on my own again uh, around the country. Uh, today's episode is a good one. Holy shit. If you love the Adam Carolla podcast, you know our guest, uh, Gina Grad. Oh, yeah, baby. The hilarious and sweet Gina Grad, uh, a L.A. staple of radio and comedy uh, she's been on the Corolla podcast now for two years. Uh, she filled in for Allison Rosen and uh, has been crushing it. Uh, she's now a staple of that podcast, the biggest podcast on the planet. Um, she's uh, she's a radio DJ here in Los Angeles. Her journey to LA is is unbelievable. Uh, going to New York from Kansas, musical theater. Uh, how she found her way into this business and the grind that she put in is really inspiring. Um, so on top of this being a funny episode, it's uh, one of those ones that makes you go, shit, man, you really got to put it all out there and all on the line and, and, and just do what it takes to get what you want. And uh, she's a living, uh, breathing proof of that. 
Uh, so enjoy this episode and check her out on the Adam Carolla podcast and follow her on Twitter at Gina Grad. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at ALN Podcast, at Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram, ALN Podcast on Instagram, Brad Williams Comedy on Instagram. This weekend, uh, well, this week, Wednesday, holy shit, it's here. The ALN Live is at the Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City, baby. 8 p.m., Wednesday, March 8th, Wise Guys in Salt Lake City, live about last night podcast. Get your tickets at wiseguyscomedy.com and come party with us. Uh, this weekend, Brad is in uh, Orlando, Florida at the Improv. He was just in D.C. Now he's at the Orlando Improv. Brad Williams, March 9th through the 11th. Go see Brad, Orlando, Florida Improv. I will be at Gotham Comedy Club this weekend, my second time headlining. I'm so pumped. March 10th through the 12th, Friday through Sunday. Get your tickets at GothamComedyClub.com and come out and see me in New York City. I'm bringing Sandy Danto. I'm bringing Avery Pearson. We're doing the music again, and I'm pumped. Uh, all those tour dates for me, AdamRayTV.com. Brad's at BradWilliamsComedy.com. All the merch is now at uh, aboutlastnightpodcast.com, so go to that site, get your ALN merch, and come to the shows. And of course, check out my other podcast, The Good Call Podcast with Josh Wolf. Sports and comedy without all the numbers, uh, but, but more with the comedy and the sports. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Good Call Podcast on iTunes. We just had Michelle Beadle on from Sports Nation and my boy Joy McIntyre from New Kids on the Block. And a couple other great guests are uh, being recorded as we speak. Uh, well, mixed as we speak. They've been recorded. Anyway, does that make sense? Uh, subscribe to the Good Call Podcast on iTunes and uh, the ALN Podcast as well. Make sure you spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Subscribe. Rate it. Comment on iTunes. Helps us climb the charts. All right? I'm exhausted. You can tell. 30 days on the road and I'm spent. So now that we got the tour dates out of the way, the Twitter handles, the merch info, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny, the very sweet, the very talented Gina Grad. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Uh, do you do you are you at a point to where you get um? I guess starstruck is the word I'm looking for. Every day. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, because between uh, between the morning show, yeah, and the Adam Carolla show, yeah. like uh, like I've been I've been on the morning show with you when you yep. were talking to the lead singer of Chicago or or Boston, <laughs> probably or one of the one of yeah, the bands that's named cities. after a city. Yeah, uh, maybe it was Budapest. I don't, I I don't know. They, they don't have as many hits. But uh, that's a great. That would be a fun <laughs> game to play. Like, how many can you come up with? I yeah, tried that before. But yeah. yeah, we usually get stuck after Boston. You're right. Yeah, Kansas. Oh yeah, There's Kansas. A group Kansas. It, carry on my wayward son. Oh, that's them? Dust in the wind. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know their b- name was Kansas. <laughs> oh my god. Amazing. I know the songs. Yeah. Now, be, uh, being being from Kansas, do do you guys have like a special place in your heart for that band? I thought I did until I met him, and he was said it was basically like an arbitrary fucking name. Like, it, oh really? Yeah. I think one of the dudes is from Kansas, but he wasn't like super excited about it. Oh, oh see, that's a bummer. I know. Why would you not be pumped about your band name? Also, like you get to pick it. That seems yeah. Like yeah, I feel fun. like I feel like the guy I asked isn't the one who picked it. Yeah, like I, maybe I shouldn't ask him. I mean, that's like the that's like the guys from Leonard Skinner being like, "Oh, we hate Alabama." It's like d- right? d- blasphemy, right? You have Not the anthem. Such a sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
you were just in Kansas City. Yeah. Did you like it? Loved it. It was my uh, first time at the headline of the improv, but then oh. I went, what was even more cool was that the you Chiefs. You the Chiefs game. Yeah. And so I bought. I listened to this podcast. Oh, no. oh <laughs> I, I love yeah. it. Uh, I loved it. That club is great. The comedy people were great. Yeah. And then um, I was talking to somebody and I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be out there. And they're like, oh, the you're going to go to the Chiefs game, right? And I was like, no. And then they were like, well, you're there <laughs> and that stadium's amazing and it's a playoff game. Why would you not? And so I bought tickets and then Chris Porter, was, um, who's from there, was yeah. out there and I was like, hey, I'm going to get tickets and go to the game. And he goes, cool. He goes, we'll sit in your dope seats, but my friend also has a suite up there and we can go there too. And so wasn't was, this like the day of Armageddon? Oh, it was, yeah. It was It was like black ice everywhere? Well, they had said, uh, yeah, it was like a running joke on all the shows because uh, of people coming out because they, the weather people were like, yeah, this is going to be the worst ice yeah. storm in the history of the world. Like people, they were saying I was going to be trapped in Kansas City for a week at one <sighs> point. Like all the newscasters were like, yeah, we're even, we're surprised we came in and nothing happened. Yeah, it was fine. That's always, yeah, that, that's, that's always the case. Yeah. And we're, we're I don't know if, if it was that thing where it was, uh, uh, it was like two years ago out here they were doing repairs on the 405 freeway. Carmageddon! Carmageddon! Car- the carpocalypse! Never, don't leave your house! <laughs> Volvos <laughs> are running wild in the streets! It's all propaganda. It's gonna be a nine hour oh drive that, okay. that, that, that should take you five minutes and they just do this and we fall for it every I shouldn't put myself I shouldn't give myself the generous compliment that I'm in there but I, sometimes we just need something to talk about yeah now when does Dwarfageddon happen oh Dwarfageddon happens <laughs> if Dinklage gets assassinated if someone Leprechaun your leader goes nine. down <laughs> yeah they, if someone takes out Dinklage we riot in the streets we go nuts we we yeah. just like I mean we would go there would be that scene like from Forrest Gump where we're going across uh, the pool yeah the reflecting pool but we'd probably drown because it's like what's like a foot and a half deep oh god that's awful Uh, but yeah that's when that's when uh, that's when Dwarfageddon would happen (laughs) or or if they bring back Snow it. White again and once again don't use dwarves yeah. in the casting. If they replace you with CGI again. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. That's a real thing. Snow White in the, the, Huntsman. the Huntsman. Yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman. Bob Hoskins was one of the dwarves. He's halfway He's down. maybe, but like... This is like that, that shit storm with uh, the new Willy Wonka with the one dude that played all the Oompa Loompas. One Oompa Loompa. Yeah, oh. yeah. Well, you it, got hosed. It, we did, and that's the thing is, we get pissed. Like we we get pissed off that we're being stereotyped, but then when you don't cast us to be our stereotype, we're yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, what are we good that, for? That's yeah. our paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least ask me. Yeah, so like I can turn you down. Yeah, like we're not going to be in the Avengers. Understood. So I mean, unless there's some like there's probably some deep Marvel cut superhero <laughs> that's like Tom Thumb or or something. <laughs> I mean, we're wow. all we're already not playing Ant Man. Brad has a script at home, by the way, called Tom Thumb. Oh, you best great. believe it. <laughs> Do you really? The, the best finger. <laughs> the best finger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Thumbelino. 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 The Italian market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be that would be hot because you know, like Thumbelino. Now we're like the romantic lead. Exactly. Like, who stole your woman? Oh, Thumbelino. Thumbelino. <laughs> I mean, Thumbelino. You can have that. Uh, done. 
Done. You're welcome. Wait, exactly. so how was growing up in Kansas? Did you love it? Uh, it was fine. Yeah. I, I grew up in the suburbs. Okay. Uh, I, my mom has referred to it once or twice as Vanilla Village. I was the Ooh. most exotic yeah. thing. You have a very exotic look, so... Do I? For sure. Oh, thanks. I, I meant it in the fact that I looked like everybody else and yet was still exotic. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was not a not a diverse place. Was that just being Jewish? Like being the only Jew? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we have a Jewish community center. Okay. We I was in B'nai B'rith. Are you nice, familiar? For sure. Of course. Yeah. Um, which is basically like Jewish like fraternity sorority system yeah. for like high school kids. Gotcha. Um, I never went to camp, but I did have <laughs> pool patches. All right. Um, what are those? You, you know when you like you pay to go to the public pool and like for the summer oh, that cool. your mom like sews the patch onto your swimsuit so you're like bling and, and that that's how you, you get in. in. Oh, yeah. Nice. Like, you know. oh, okay, and okay, so okay. when I'd say like well Lynn and Marjorie went to camp for a and why, why can't I go? You have pool patches. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fine. We had a mall. <laughs> the Mall One. of America. Oh, wait, no. Kansas. No, that's Minnesota. That's Minnesota. That's right. um, Oak Park Mall, How which you could walk to. We, my school was right there. The mall was right there. It was very suburban. You spent a lot of hangout time with the mall? Duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> I feel like five, you, seven, nine. Yeah, you're not a true bump. high school kid if you don't hang out at the mall. Correct. At least... At least like four weekends out of the month. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that's, you just which is all which is all the weekends. All weekends. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> sometimes you go there specifically to try to get the guy at Panera to ask you out. Wow, you, you guys too. Don't do that. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, St. Louis Bread Company before ooh. it was Panera. I mean, for us, I mean, for me personally, it was the girl from a uh, hot dog on a stick. I don't know why those outfits were sexy to me, but they were. Those outfits are <laughs> so hot, and then the hat. I'm into it. I don't know why. I can't tell you why. I can't. uh, Maybe it's the motion of churning the lemonade. I have no idea. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like a 70s field hockey uniform. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think you're okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, By the way, can I just say something random? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet sukkah in your fucking courtyard out there. Oh, thanks. Did you build that for the holidays? Wouldn't that be great if I did? (laughs) Now, tell our listeners and Brad and any other non-Jews what you meant when you just said that. So there's a a holiday called Sukkot, and it's like the harvest holiday in the fall, and you build literally what Adam has in his courtyard, like a slated roof, like a little hut yep. that you can kind of see through and you're supposed to spend how, uh, how much time in it? I don't know. Like a, cu- a couple of days. A couple of days? Yeah. Wow, how good I mean, of a Jew are you? Which is a game show I'm trying to pitch to <laughs> GSN sure, <laughs> next sure. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> this Friday on How Good of a Jew Are You? <laughs> no, no, no. It's How Good of a Jew Are, are You? you? Uh, yeah. We would, air, we, we, we would air it on Saturday but that's Shabbat. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Amazing. Did, the well announcer. did, it, the, did yeah. I get that right? Yeah. yeah. All right. You can be uh, you can be our Shabbos goy. You're yes. the one who turns the lights on and off the because Shabbos we can't goy. do it. Yes, yeah. this thing. When I heard about when, yeah. when, when I heard what these things are, I this this blew my freaking mind. It's so, a workaround. So there's <laughs> some sect of Judaism where it's like you Orthodox. can't Orthodox Judaism where yeah. where you can't touch anything electronic on Saturday. You can't flip a switch. You can't do Nothing. anything. Can't tear toilet paper. Can't, wow! Right. So they literally. Yeah, that's intense. So yeah. they literally hire someone, the Shabbos Goy or the Shabbos Goyim. I don't I know. I don't know that I've, it's I've, a I've nice term. I think it might be slanderous, but that's what I've heard it called. Yeah, and you hire someone not Jewish right. to go in and, and do your bidding for the right. twenty-four hours, so they can go to hell, and you find the loophole. Bingo! <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, we grew up conservative. Okay. In Kansas. Wow. Oh yeah. How? Yeah. So we. I went to. I went to shul uh, every Friday night. Um, I went to Hebrew school from when I was a 
Sunday school for like I went to Jewish preschool yeah and then it did like the whole public school thing but during that went to Hebrew school through high school wow had my uh, did the Musaf and the Torah service bam for my bat mitzvah oh my god it was like so do you speak thing. like full Hebrew none not no. at all except for let's see if Adam knows how to answer this Sheket bevaka shah well, that, say, that, hey! that means shut up. Yeah. And that, <laughs> oh, I know that, say it yeah. to little kids. Check out Bavaka. Hey, or be quiet. Shah. Yeah, yeah, it's shut up, kids. Shah, that's right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My that's a, that, that's a so that's so much better than saying shut up. Yeah. It's, check it. Yeah. Check it. I mean before you wreck it. <laughs> That's oh my god! That's gonna be a t-shirt. That's gonna be a t-shirt. Did you <laughs> check it before you wreck it? Did you have uh, like a modest Yahoo rap? <laughs> I she- loved him. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yes. He was kind of like yes. our uh, yeah. He was he was a uh, revolutionary. He was. I saw him at Coachella. He shaved though. Is he not uh, modest oh, Yahoo anymore? D- does he not do the curls? No, he doesn't do the curls anymore. He's like a clean shaven. Uh, Nobody wants that. Yeah. Nobody wants that version. It's no. weird, right? I mean, I mean, which which do you think caused more rage? Okay, modest Yahoo shaving, uh-huh. and now he's not looking like an Orthodox Jew anymore, right, right. or Felicity cutting her hair. Wow. Wow. You know what? I think globally, yeah. I'm going to have to go with Felicity. Felicity. Yeah. From that was. The show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, she she uh, cut her hair and that was a big. Carrie oh, Russell. Carrie, Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Hate she mail. Had, oh. Death oh, threats. Oh. What? The woman literally, like, probably had to move. She had these long <laughs> curls and she shaved it into, like, a little pixie cut and people lost their minds. Right. Oh, it was so sad. What 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 a great time when that that <laughs> was something that was something that we could be outraged over and yeah. not like the threat of war and that was before <laughs> yeah and that was kind of before Twitter yeah yeah well so like you had to really have a because you right, go to your neighbor's house and tell him about your outrage yeah. over Russell's hair you see you, you see kids but before the days of Twitter yeah when, when you got mad. You had like there had to be a thought like there had to be a long thought process like I have to write a strongly worded letter. Yep. Yeah. How mad do I want to get? Right. And like, wh- how many steps do I want to go to like prove a point? Yeah. Or to send a right. message? Am uh, I get my fat ass off the couch mad? Yeah. Or am I just sitting <laughs> stewing my own juices? Yeah. Mad? Or I just throw this glass <laughs> at the TV? Yeah. Or um, totally. Yeah. Because kick my cat. Yeah. Because I mean I've never kicked a cat, but uh, I've done. I, I kicked I, I, my I, sister's cat once <gasps> when I was in the eighth grade. Not really? hard. It was a shove off a couch. It was like oh, a, okay. And in uh, in my defense, that cat had jumped on my head uh, two weeks prior. Like jumped on my head, yeah. claws dug into my head with no kick. It, all, all love, all love had it been is shown. A luscious head of hair. Thank you. <laughs> so hilarious. That's why I did it. It was <laughs> jealous. It was, it was like a crime of passion. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's there's really no. Well, I want to know this. How how many. Um, radio personalities were there in Kansas and were you influenced by any of them? All of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't know they weren't local because I didn't understand how radio works or syndication. I just listened at night and, and I heard, you know, the, the lifeguard blowing the whistle at the pool and I had to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Delilah yeah. and Man Cow. Wow. Man Cow. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, I thought they were all our local DJs. Oh, And Man Johnny Cow. Dare. Yeah. These were... John- Johnny Dare's still there. I know. And I go on the Johnny Dare show. Shut your face right up. Yeah, and it is awesome. Johnny he's a great da- guy, right? He's a fantastic guy. He always has dogs in the studio with him. Amazing. And oh he's God. still, he's 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 such a good personality there that he, I, I think I did a 38-minute a talking break with him with no commercials. Oh, my God. Uh, are you sure? Did you see that there was an on-air sign yeah. blinking? Wow, like, I that kept, was a like, long talk break. I kept looking at him like, are we good? And he's like, they let me do whatever I want. Oh, 
Oh, because he's Johnny Dare. Because he's Johnny Dare. That's amazing. Local legend he, of oh, Kansas City. For real. Johnny Dare. And I, I wanted to be all of these people. And then yeah. I moved here and I wanted to be Heidi Hamilton. And I always wanted to be Robin Quiver. I, in fact, I don't know. I worked at KLSX yeah. at 97.1. That's where I met Adam and all those guys. Because I worked mm-hmm. at night on the Tim Conway Jr. show. And when I started there... I told him I wanted to do the news, and he said, fine, but you have to do it like Robin Quivers. So for a year and a half, Mm -hmm. I could only deliver the news like Robin Quivers. Like doing a Robin Quivers impression? Yes. Like how would that, Um, what's a Robin Quivers impression? I don't know the headline. Let's see what Uh, Fox said. Oh, here's one. Oh, there you go. You get all the alerts on your phone, yeah? Yep, always. Oh, Do you like goodness. being as informed as you are? Nope. <laughs> Hate it. Part of my job. Part of both of my jobs, and I'd feel like a real dick. Because I feel like most people pick and choose when they want to pay attention to the world. No, no. And you have to all the time. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel a duty to do of that course. all the time. Um, so this is probably... That's why you're so good at your job. Thank you. I haven't done this in 11 years. Let's see what happens. Okay. President Trump's new travel ban will exempt legal permanent residents and existing visa holders, sources tell CNN. Howard. <laughs> Clip so four. I, <laughs> and then I would always yeah. go, a B four. Yeah. Oh, so I really literally, I, I had wow. to do this for a year. Because why? Because he thought it was funny. It's the only way he'd let me on the air because I was a producer. I have, there is probably a video on the internet and the only reason I'm not pretending like this never happened is because I was... 35 pounds lighter and looked amazing so fucking find it have fun um, we all everyone on the show uh, when it was the Conway and Whitman show all the producers Tim, Brian everyone had to get in their underwear Whoa. and get on a scale Whoa. and the whole point was to see if we could collectively break 2,000 pounds mm-hmm. um, so there is footage of me taking my pants off apologizing to my father who worked at KNX <laughs> one floor up who we'd oh, see no. every yep. night and uh, get on that scale man yeah so now do you think this was all just a radio bit to get you in your underwear possibly <laughs> yeah but I wanted to be part of the team so sure. I was not going to be the one no, I wasn't no. be the reason this bit failed yeah no that's not who I am. Yeah. So how? So these, uh, you heard all these people in Kansas, and yeah. what about it was so attractive to you, and and why, and then what makes you want to come to LA? So your dad was working out here. Yeah, he moved here when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and your dad is. Oh, he, his name is Steve Grad. He mm-hmm. up until very recently, like the last couple of weeks, I was at KNX for a million years. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he's retired, and. Um, I didn't want to be in radio because that's what boring dads do. Read sports update. Ooh, yeah, because because he, he, he did sports. Now did he did he do sports in Kansas? Or yeah. Was, oh yeah. yeah. He okay. he traveled all the time. He always did stuff with uh, with ESPN, and he was always on the road gotcha. calling games and doing color. And I didn't get it. I didn't care. I still don't. Um, not that I don't <laughs> care about him. I just I'm not a I'm not a sports net. Yeah. Um. So radio is something for dads who okay. are boring. And I had no interest, so I moved to New York to do theater because I'm a very fancy theater actor. Had you had any prior experience? I have five years of training from the University of Kansas. Ooh. Yes, five. <laughs> I really take my time. How intimidating is New Rock York Chuck. versus Kansas? It, was, it wasn't at all because I, I was one of those like theater kids that knew I wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, you know, knew I wasn't yeah. supposed to be in Kansas. Yeah. And nothing wrong with it. My mom's still there. I, it was a great sure. upbringing, but... I, it's not my thing. Yeah. And, so and, I, you, I was, and you knew that. Yes. And all, like, half my friends moved to New York, half my friends moved to LA. So I went to New York with my boyfriend. The, I moved there three weeks before 9 11. Oh my God. Um, Timing. S- yeah. <laughs> so I was down to, I, I was work in the gym at the World Trade Center. Um, oh my God. But they fired me. The first time I've ever gotten fired in my life. Why? Um, Life saving fire. Because 
I lied on my application that I had experience working at a gym being a receptionist. Everybody does that. No, Newsflash. Yeah. yeah. So they fired me. I was devastated because I was broke. And then I got a job uh, working in Chelsea, which is just, you know, 20 blocks up. And yeah. we watched the whole thing from the floor to ceiling window. It wow. was It was And then are you crazy. are you watching that going, I was like, if they didn't fire me, that I'd be dead. You, you'd be there yes, now. Absolutely. I because I've heard. Oh, my God. I've heard the Seth MacFarlane story. Insane. That he was supposed oh to be on God. one of the planes. And overslept, right? Yes. Yeah. He he missed the flight and yeah. he was going to be on one of those planes. It's and he, insane. And he says he never thinks about it, never talks about it. And if you bring it up in an interview, he's like, yeah, it was going to happen, but it didn't. So yeah. let's move on. I do, get that. Do you, are you kind of in that same boat? Now? Yeah. I don't even really like connect to it because I think at this point it's been how many like 16 years sure and I, obviously you don't want to be one of those people that you weren't there but tries to make it about you right and at yeah. this point for me yeah I feel like since I looking back I was really not in any danger I was in mm-hmm. Chelsea I was not downtown I was fine I lived in Queens nobody wants shit in Queens anyway that it's it feels very and this is a terrible choice of words but like masturbatory you know like self-indulgent yeah and that's not that's not a way to honor many people yeah and and you know what very mature of you to think that because i know we all know people that if their fifth cousin twice removed from their step-grandfather's side was there at 9-11 they'd be like it affected me you can't all have been at woodstock it's not physically (laughs) possible so but i i was there i couldn't and it is weird to think that i'm i was in the middle of a part of history like that's pretty crazy oh yeah that's crazy but to to get very reflective and self-indulgent every september 11th feels very disrespectful to the deceased for me yeah absolutely but i mean and you say in hindsight like you weren't in any danger but like you didn't know that in the moment like how do you know that the building you were in like there could have been a like that was such a crazy fucking event that like i mean there's no reason for you to not think that like oh it's just going to be like a domino effect of buildings down this street where they all blow up we had no idea we just happened to be on the same floor sharing a building with the cia so and i was a temp i just moved to new york i didn't know anybody Mm -hmm. the ceo at the company i was working for they all so much fucking money he gathers us all in the lobby goes all right so we don't know what's going on um if you have a helicopter or a boat or a jet uh we suggest you get on it i'm like Helicopter if I, or, or, or a hot air balloon made out of vanilla wafers, <laughs> anybody I didn't have know, a wafer balloon? I didn't know anybody. Uh, I was a temp. And so I was, I was leaving because I found a way to hook up with a friend who had a car. And the CIA guy grabs me and goes, excuse me, young lady, if you leave, you cannot come back in this building. And nobody knew what. It was like Cloverfield outs. Nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. And I said, ah, I, like, I don't know anyone. So wh- what do I do if everyone oh leaves God. and I'm stuck in the building? So I left and I started running. And and everybody, you just see this mass of people running with torn suits because they're putting it over their mouths. Was the smoke already, like, penetrating, like, just... Probably. Honestly, I don't... Kind of a blur. Yeah, it's a blur. And then I call... I finally got to Harlem, which, again, nobody's looking to... Sure. Isn't uh, Harlem where they filmed Sesame Street? No, that's Queens. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, Harlem's got something to offer. Silver Cup Studios? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I've been trying to get there. You know what? Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Because I... I know I walked right into that, but like <laughs> I really do. Every time I go, I had one connection at one point. And by the way, this is the Are first 9-11 to Sesame Street tangent <laughs> in the history of podcasts. But I... A, a, a logical step. Everyone knows Grover was in on it. Right. Oh, wow. my God. I didn't know How that. dare you? Too soon. <laughs> so uh, he... Uh, 
my buddy's girlfriend uh, was a puppeteer. And then we like lost kind of. And That's one time amazing. I went out there and I got her tickets to my show. And then she was like, yeah, let me know next time you're out here. And then it just, it just hasn't responded. And it's like, it was kind of heartbreaking because I'm like, she offered like a tour and a hangout. And like that yeah. is, I mean, like I wanted to be a Muppeteer so bad for the longest time. Oh, because you do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I oh was like, God. I was convinced I was going to do it. I mean, you know. You could have walked right into the middle of your own childhood. Yeah. How meta is that? Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure it would be, it's going to be one of those things like the Price is Right set where it's like, it looks so much bigger on it's stage. Wah, wah. And then you yeah. see it and it's so small. But then you see Bob Barker, a.k.a. Big Bird, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm starstruck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did you see Finding Elmo, the documentary? Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I've seen everything Muppet. There, I mean, shit, I was... Anyway, tangents. Um, <laughs> I'm interested. I want to know, in New York, though, you were acting there, but I mean, was the radio... Because that's obviously... Stern was so prominent and yeah, like... He was just huge. New York's such a big market. Yeah. Was that ever a... Um, I li- I listen to Stern every morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'll never forget the fight they had with Artie um, after he didn't go to work for a few days after 9-11 and screaming at him. That was yeah. one of the most enthralling, exciting, bizarre fights. That I'd was ever one of those things where you... Do you remember it? I, I've heard it before yep. and I just... I, I can't imagine listening to that live going... Well, I'm just going to be 30 minutes late for work today. Yeah, it was insane. And they were like, we all got here. It was, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a huge influence. He's incredible. And it doesn't yeah. matter if you, he's dirty. He's, he is, there's a reason they call him the king of all media. He's yeah. amazing. And the the greatest interviewer maybe ever. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's a thing lately that like, I'm really self-conscious about. And I don't mm-hmm. know why, but I just, you know, Adam does all the, you know, interviewing and he takes mm-hmm. care of that. And we do a we're little We're talking bit. about Corolla. Just Corolla, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we do a little interviewing on the morning show, but in Mm -hmm. general, I feel like I'm a really weak interviewer, which is weird because I'm so curious about people. Yeah. So I want to be better. Yeah. It's it's a weird skill, but I would say just from doing this podcast, and I'm sure uh, Adam will agree with me that it's just something that I, I I, I feel we've gotten better at it just from repetition from doing it just, that's the only just way doing it. yeah and, and I had a di- uh, podcast for eight years called the pretty good podcast because we set the bar low nice and, uh, and so we, <laughs> you know you get in this rhythm and you think you're you know it, it, it does get easy but when it's like uh, you're interviewing the uh, drummer from Sticks tomorrow at 740 and I'm like that's out of my league it's yeah. not something that I it's not like oh I, how much time do we got you know I feel <laughs> like I don't I don't I don't necessarily belong in that echelon of dealing yeah. with these amazing classic rock stars. Well, and there's and there's something to be said for that because uh, I know that when I was briefly doing morning radio up in uh, up in San Francisco, like we we were told that okay, you guys are going to interview Bono tomorrow, <laughs> and we like I flipped out. I would call in sick. Yeah, uh, the girl on the show, Allie, went nuts, yeah. and then our host Kevin Klein was like, "All right, yeah." And, and there there there's That's some people amazing. just are not phased by that. At all, yeah, and it's I know crazy. that when we were interviewing him, like I was scared to talk. I'm like, because what if you, you just have to remember keep... the time when you... <laughs> yeah, you you just have flashbacks like the Chris Farley yeah. show? Like, remember on the MTV Awards when you were drumming with Garth and you guys didn't know if you would have the satellite hookup and then you had the satellite hookup? Remember that? That was awesome. Remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> all right, little Brad, get some rest. You got a big day at school tomorrow. Sweet dreams. Thanks, Uncle Adam, but uh. You know, you've never really asked me about my dreams. Um, yeah, well, it's not really been something I've been too concerned about. But um, while we're on the subject, what, what are your dreams, little Brad? Oh, I've got big dreams, Uncle Adam. Okay. One day when I grow up, 
I'm going to be the first professional dwarf football player. That sounds dangerous, but uh, I'm, I'm here to support you. And then I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to go to Pluto. You want to know why, Uncle Adam? Not really. That's a dwarf planet. That means there might be other dwarves there. Wow. Well, speaking of dreams, little Brad, those both sound like two things you might be able to achieve, but I've got an idea that could help out your uncle, help you make some money, and, uh, and be a nice little side job for you. Well, that sounds great. What is it? Driving for Lyft. Yeah, Lyft is a ride-sharing app that lets you be your own boss, pick your own hours, and earn up to 1500 bucks a week driving your own car. Wow, that sounds great. I know you're not even old enough to drive yet, but that's the fun of it. Oh, wow! Man, I could save up all that money and put it towards college someday. That's right. Lyft drivers can make up to $35 an hour. And getting started, little Brad, is just a tap away. You can drive mornings, nights, weekends. Just flip into driver mode and start making money. Plus, Lyft drivers can earn tips right through the app. And those those add up fast. Oh, if, everyone tips a dwarf. <laughs> well, they feel bad for you. Plus, <laughs> Lyft drivers can earn tips right through the app. I just said that. And if you don't have to wait days or weeks to get paid... And Lyft drivers don't have to wait days or weeks to get paid, all right? You can cash out instantly once you've made 50 bucks thanks to the Express Pay. Wow. Yeah. Driving with Lyft, it's super flexible. It allows you to keep 100% of your tips, and it's always there when you need the extra cash. I, I could definitely use some extra cash, Uncle Adam. I know. You keep borrowing money from me, you piece of shit. So <laughs> sign up today at lyft.com slash ALN and start making more money and living your life the right way. Do it right now. Lyft has a special offer for our listeners. You'll get a $500 new driver bonus after you complete 100 rides within 30 days. So go to lyft.com slash ALN so you can start making extra money and get your $500 new driver bonus. Limited time only. Restrictions apply. That's lyft.com slash ALN. Lyft.com slash ALN. Good night, little Brad. Oh, I'm going to be a Lyft driver, Uncle Adam. No, you're still probably not because you're only seven. Well, that's just your opinion, you discriminating son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, man. And now, back to the episode. And that's, I think, part of it. I've been doing a little self-reflecting on that because I'm super like into like, like uh, Tim Ferriss' book, The Tools of Titans, and like all this stuff right now. Like, really just want to be a better m- superhero yeah. of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the reasons is because I don't really interact with people right now in my life. Like, I That's kind get- of a key element of the interview process it's, because I think you have huge. to have a genuine, like, I've I found that, uh, like, just engaging with people, like, I found myself at one point going to uh, comedy clubs and not hanging out too much in a certain uh, standpoint and then just going home or going from show to show. And not to say it would affect my podcast game, but it was like, man, the more you were just engaging in yes. general with people, yes. you are, everything's going to be better. Even my phone calls with my mom, I would more sense they were, they, they were more stale. I was like, what's going on? She's like, not much. I was like, all right, see you later, bitch. And it was like, you know, it's like, Jesus, I'm not, do, I'm, my conversation skills are terrible. Yeah, what did he say? Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. And I have such a propensity to just hide away just because it's easier, it's more comfortable, you get to do what you sure. want, you don't have to do that. Netflix and, has everything. Thank you. And I really think that's a, that's that's a huge part of it. And with the, the five seconds of stand-up I did, which I actually did kind of love until I was of course. It scared me to death. This dude, I will never forget, pulled me up because we were kind of friends. He was kind of mentoring me and just like literally like a bad like sitcom, like just pushed me onto the stage. And I said, I don't know what to do. He goes, just talk to the people. Yeah. And like literally like 12 minutes of crowd work was the most satisfying thing I've ever done in my yeah. life. Yeah. 
That was fun. Yeah, well, because that and it, it, it stand up without a net where you don't know where it's going to go, and you're like, sort of, you're on some sort of hyper alertness. Yeah. Where don't where you're looking for anything. You're just looking for what do you do for a living? Can I make that weird? <laughs> uh, are you wearing a, a strange shirt? What's up with your hair? Why are what kind of date is this? How yes, do you guys yes. meet? And like, I feel like you're almost at a little bit of an advantage because they want. It to be fun too. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like sitting back and be like, "What's your set? Entertain me." This right. is like, "Oh, we're in on it too." Okay, I'm gonna yeah. laugh because I want this to be fun. Yeah, and you do so get good at asking amazing. the right questions from that oh, too. I and bet. that, mm-hmm. wait, so so your curiosity in people made you want to do um, radio. Yes. And but what about the acting world drew you to that? Like, why were you like, "I'm gonna be an actress"? I didn't know there was any another option. So I got a theater degree. I it was in little plays my entire life in the mm-hmm. big community theater. That all the it was very, it was Guffman on a scale you wouldn't even understand. <laughs> it was, I mean, thousands of people go to these outdoor That's shows. Amazing. Starlight wow. Theater in the Park. You the audition. I've never been through an audition since as rough as those auditions. And you crush so these people. shows, yeah. I was in the chorus a few times. Hell yeah! But uh, but I loved I love I loved it, and I still like uh, it's super lame. But if I'm in a theater and like the lights go down, and I'm about to see a musical. Come on! I st- I start Me crying. Too. Do you really? Well, I don't start crying, but uh, I get very verklempt. Uh, I, I I get very emotional. I get I mean yeah, like when I saw uh, what's the last Broadway musical I got choked up at? Pro- I want to say Wicked, maybe. Wicked was pretty great, right? Wicked or, hit all the right buttons. Oh no, the Carol King musical. Oh, I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, oh man, sobbed like a baby on a really fucking getting rolled down a hill without a diaper. <laughs> I don't know. I, it was a uh, beautiful. Good try. <laughs> um, no, that was like very. Also, the music of that is just like well, epic, and Carol King is the greatest. And yeah. the story was, but I mean, you know, it it's came up story. in the same world, so it's. But so, um, uh, was there a moment I, where you had to make that choice yeah. of like, like, oh? Shit, like I'm not going to be a theater person. I think life made that choice for me. <laughs> but uh, that's true. But sure, also, it does sometimes. It does. But I also felt like I, you know, I have basically a degree in this. Why do I not feel good at it? Why do I not feel honest about it? Why aren't I passionate about it like I'm supposed to be? And I realized for me, and I think that's why I started uh, stand up or I tried to do stand up and I started radio at the same time, was because I'm not as good at or passionate about saying somebody else's words, interpreting somebody else's text. Gotcha. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, it doesn't, it's not for you me. You got more satisfaction by saying, by being Gene myself. Words. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, and you hit on something that's very key, I feel like, is like the passion part. If that's not there, like, then Ugh. you should not try it at Pound all. Pound sand, move like, on. Yeah. Because yeah. there are, there are people that that is their entire life and they are going to make it and, yeah. and there, there, there is no safety net. If, 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 if it takes them until they're 72, they will make it in as an actor. Absolutely. And Absolutely. if you're not going into it, a hundred percent then how the hell are you going to compete with them i moved here 16 years ago mm-hmm. and two Me years too. ago up, 2001 two years ago wait to, to that uh, sorry i was wrong uh can you edit that out take back I that high five i moved here 14 years ago <laughs> yeah. and at, at this point in my life my dream jobs so that's 12 years of work that's yeah. 12 years yeah. of sacrifice and hoping and not knowing and being crushed and major setbacks and minor accomplishments. And people email me all the time being like, how do I do it? Which always to me sounds like, can you help me? Do you know anybody? That's a thousand percent what it is. And I always say the same thing. I, I don't know what to do, but I can tell you my story. And they're like, peace out. Never mind. Yeah. So, oh, you mean 12 years of being <laughs> poor they don't hear that. and not yeah. knowing they're what like, to do? They're like, I'll go to somebody else who's got the shortcut answer. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. 
crazy. People just want, and we get that all the time with, with with open mic comics. Like, yeah. how do you start headlining? And I go, okay, like, how many times are you going up a week? And they go, maybe like two or three times a month. I'm like, well, then you're not going to make it. And yeah, they, that's a hobby. Yeah, they they. And that's wa- fine, but it's a hobby. They want you to tell them, oh, go to this club yeah. on this day, talk to this guy, yeah. then then you're a star. Or, I don't know what it is about you, but. You remind me a lot of me. I'd like to take you under my wing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what they're all looking for. Yeah. I think, well, everybody, we all can probably attest to this. Like, you want to be better than you are early on. You want to, yes. like, have it figured yes. out. Like, it's why kids want to, like, my nieces are seven. They, like, they pretend to text and have conversations with, like, their boyfriends, quote unquote. Adorable. It's like, so we all want to be further along uh, at some point, but then, uh, and don't realize the amount of work that goes into it. Absolutely. And uh, I think these comics that, like, ask Brad and I for, like, you know, how do I get in a regular at the clubs? I've been doing it for five months and I'm, like, over these bringer shows. And it's like, man, there's some, you just can't replace the hard work. And, like, again, yeah. it goes back to the passion thing. Like, I'm sure you were with radio. It was like, you love, like you said, you would do anything to be a part of that team. Anything. So I you was, just want to be in that environment. Yeah. And, and this is the part that, that people don't want to hear that when I start, like, how'd you get in? Okay nepotism first of all I was working uh, mm-hmm. at Hugo Boss selling suits nice. wanting to jerk the wheel every morning when I drove in and I couldn't take it anymore and I called my dad who worked at KNX at the news station and I said dad I can't do this anymore is there anything can you get me an interview or anything if I sell so, one more pair of shoes to a Persian guy who, who bought, <laughs> I mean right it's like you were there I wore a wedding ring yeah. I'm not married by the way yeah. bro um, so, bro, yeah, why are you calling me bro as you're hitting on me Please. bro so I he, he made a couple of phone calls and I got Got an interview at KLSX. That yeah. is as far as as I ever got with the family help. Sure. And they said, "We like you, kid. Um, you're gonna phone screen in the middle of the night, uh, Saturday night to Sunday mornings. Congratulations on your radio job, your glamorous radio job, which is the absolute." bottom it's, like there, you cannot get lower than that. i am below the totem pole yeah and it's the <laughs> it's the public access like giving back show oh wow and so God. you're there you're there to just be near the phone during like colon blow hour that's pre-taped and then mm-hmm. you stay for like the the public access that was my glamorous uh, while i was working 60 hours a week on rodeo and at that point uh doing practice shows in frosty heidi and frank's studio when they weren't there and then eventually got a gig on the weekends in san diego so i drive to San Diego's on Sundays before work so this was the glamorous life of radio that I did for many years but how do you make it (laughs) (laughs) prayer yeah yeah what do you mean by practice shows I would literally go in and turn on the equipment and talk to myself. Oh, my God. And these were full windows. Everyone could see in. Yeah. And it's super weird and super embarrassing. But at one point... Super Tim, effective. Yeah. Tim Conway Jr., because he, like Adam Carolla, appreciates grit. Mm-hmm. Um, you were like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire playing with yes! the dinosaurs, and the guy comes in and goes... Remember when he was like, yeah. I'm a dinosaur doing what I, all that shit, remember? That was me, and then he's but like, like no There's a show there. Yeah. Yes. That's incredible. So their phone screener left, who was a big part of the show, and he goes... Who's that chick that's always talking to herself in the other studio while we're on? She seems to work hard. Uh, how about her? Great. So that's how I got that job. And that's it, it, you have to be super weird and super committed and yeah. not worry about you know looking stupid talking to yourself in the middle of a radio station. But I mean, wow. I love, I love that story just because it's like half half of this business, and I would think half of almost any business is just showing up. Yes, show up. Constantly, yep. Be around, yep. be consistent. Be someone to win. There is an opening, so and someone goes, "Oh my, we have, we have to fill that opening." Isn't that that one girl that yeah, I always the, see? Yeah, exactly. So she's a radio person, and we tell comics that be at the comedy clubs, yes, just so people say like, "Oh, who's a comic?" 
Oh, that one guy's a comic, or that one girl's a comic. I see her there all the time. Yes, yes. So just yes. be there. Yeah, and you can be that one girl. That's mm-hmm. fine. They'll remember. They'll remember that chick sitting in the corner. Absolutely. And that's so when I when I got the uh, call about the morning show that I do. Yeah. Um. This is another real. This is really important, and I don't. I just, it's the same for guys. You guys mm-hmm. be cunty, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. We um, I love that word. By okay, the way. Okay. Me yeah. too. It doesn't bother me at all. Cunty um, is, I think, softer than. If you don't add the Y I think you're right Right? And it's also cute If you make it an adverb Ooh (laughs) You're acting quite cuntly Ooh Cuntly (laughs) Wait did you say cuntly or cunny? Cuntly 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 An adverb Cuntly sounds like be a last name (laughs) Yeah like Brad Cuntley, like a weatherman. That's good. He's like Brad Cuntley in Kansas City. Oh God! Oh, yeah, thank yeah, thanks for that news, Cuntley. It's <laughs> <laughs> cuter though, right? Yeah. yeah, it is. yeah um, so when I got this job, Mark Mark Thompson, it was our show, Mark in the Morning. Yep. Um, from uh, from people may know him from the Mark and Brian days right, out out here in Los Angeles. Exactly. Um, he heard my stuff and he loved it. And he thought it was great. Um, but he called every person I've ever worked with on radio and asked if I was hard to work with. That was it. He called Jack Silver, the program director from KLX. That's right, peeps. Yep. He called Tim Conway. <laughs> Brad, how do you know so he many knows things? everything. Okay, well, the only reason why I know Jack Silver, I've never had it's a conversation with Jack Silver, no, but, but Bald Brian on the okay. on the on the Adam Carolla okay. podcast will do an impression of Jack Silver. So I'm doing an impression okay. of Bald Brian. He's always been very nice Silver. to me. Not Brian. Yeah. Jack. Uh, he called. She's got great kids. Yep. <laughs> He called everybody, everybody I've ever worked with that I didn't even, uh, yeah. old program directors that I forgot about and asked one question, is she hard to work with? Is she a bitch? And yeah. and everybody said, no, she's super fun, super easy, has no drama. And that's why I got that job. Well, wow. and You hear that, kids? Yeah. yeah. And to tra- Don't be and, a diva. Everyone and to translate me. that to comedy, if you want to be an opening act, if you want to be someone that someone takes with them on the road, sure, be funny. That's kind of important. Right. But are you a good hang? Yeah. Do I want to hang out with you for a weekend? And if you're in a morning show, you're hanging with someone from six to ten. Yeah. If you're not a morning person Ugh. and if you're difficult, you're already yeah. miserable because it's six to ten. Yes. You don't need someone else with you yeah. that is also miserable and then Bringing brings you down. Out. Absolutely. And, and then like you, uh, and then like the Corolla job happened pretty much at the same time. Two weeks later, because um, wow. I had filled in for you know for Teresa or for Allison for years, right? And Teresa Strausser, Ter- Allison I'm sorry, Rosen. I'm being a dick, like everybody knows. That's fine. That's fine. I just want to make uh, sure. No, thank you, because that's mm-hmm. usually my job. Well, I want to know real quick. Yeah. First of all, how so the morning once you get that gig, I mean, is that like I mean tears? Are you just like oh I've I've made it now I can like kind of pump the brakes on like grinding because I got to a point to where I validated everything. Good question. Yeah. Do you want to know how I celebrated? Yeah. I sobbed on the couch and watched Shark Tank. Whoa. Um, because I uh, am one of those people that doesn't believe in celebrating because then that means that something equally opposite horrible will happen to me. So I just Whoa. said, I, I, like, I wish I could have fun like normal people, but I'm like, mm. this is too good. Like, well, you uh, cried safe's tears of joy, right? I, no. Oh. I, I cried tears of fear. Oh. I can't like, do this. Now I have, now I have, have this I responsibility. Yeah. I mean, yeah. because like you like through that i'm sure you just you didn't cry all night and then at some point you like rallied yourself and go cool now what's well, the alternative here am i done crying or correct am I gonna it, it was up? you're so close it was actually the other way around i got off the phone with my radio agent and he gave me the good news and i w- looked at my boyfriend i was like i got it 
I got it. And I kind of started freaking out and getting excited. And then I remembered, like Adam Carolla does, I remembered who I am and that you know, yeah. good things, God forbid, something sure. good happened to me. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, well, let's not tell anyone. Let's not celebrate. Let's right. just everyone just calm down. Oh, Shark Tank. And then the eyes welled up. And I, I just thought, what have I done? Because this is change and this is new. Yeah. And I don't know if well, I can pull this and off. And there's only so many moments in life where you know that after you get a certain phone call or a, con- or a conversation where you go, oh, my life from this point on yeah. is completely different. Absolutely. It was going one way. Yep. Now this event happened. Now it's going this way. Yep. And you know, Adam gave me such great advice. He called me before I started like mm-hmm. permanently. And I have tried to apply this to so many things. When he said, on your first day, don't treat it like your first day. Treat it like your 57th day. And even though it's easier said than done, yeah. I have applied that to so many things. Really? You're here. You belong here. Be natural. Be comfortable. Don't You have nothing to prove. Don't overdo right. it. Every, everybody hates that. Yeah. Um, so just, just be comfortable. But the first time I think I actually felt like I've arrived in some way and like really felt like I achieved something mm-hmm. was doing a live show. Because that was had, really scary. Well, yeah, because then you have the audience there, and yep. now you're not just speaking into a microphone. Right. Now, if Oh, you, my God. Now, if you talk, now everyone else yep. stops, and you have, in some cases, 250 eyes just on, yep. on you. And compounded, do you know how unflattering it is to sit on a bar stool when you're 35 pounds heavier than I am <laughs> no, right now? For anybody, it's Oh, it's the worst. It's, yeah. Bar stools are the worst. It's all, it's oh. just like, it's like, it's it's muffin tops on top of muffin oh tops. Oh my God, it, it, exactly. It's, it's, it's horrible. Oh, it is so bad. But now, oh my God, live shows are so fun. We do them all the time. It's such a great environment. I was so bummed we were supposed to be on the Oxnard one. Oh man! Well, we were both out of town yeah. doing gigs. Mother well, F. Yeah, yeah, it was really, we really had bummed. Really good time. Would have been that way better. Club with you guys. seems uh, rad. Is it's it? awesome. Yeah, I'll play oh my it. god, it's great. And speaking of you two, um, mm-hmm. Brad, what was the name of the made-up movie that we love so much? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> all right. We played Miniature something, right? No, no. no. The, 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 this was the one that we were just talking about outside. Yes. Okay. You guys were on the Corolla show. We were playing made-up movie. Yeah. It was collectively our favorite day of the year. Yes. Uh, the, the on the Corolla show they play a game called made-up movie where literally you just get a title something and, inches right and Adam goes. <laughs> Corolla just rants about he makes a movie. up a movie around the time. My, my favorite one ever was not on was not on, on our episode, oh. but someone said the spice of life, uh-huh. and Adam Corolla came up with um, <laughs> Tina Fey plays a chef named Meg Nutman, <laughs> <laughs> and she's all about adding spices or whatever. And then the tagline of the movie is she had it cumin. <laughs> It was oh a triumph. God. Meg Nutman. Oh and she's God. like a greatest spice enthusiast. Yeah, That's greatest amazing. thing ever. That but, made me so happy. <laughs> but those things happen at those live shows. Yeah. And one of the reasons is uh, I, I had an acting coach, and the best advice I've ever gotten from an acting coach was uh, desperate people get super creative super fast. Oh, that's true. So if you look out and you see that audience all looking at you, you're going you're you gonna to come up with something. Because you have to. Absolutely. You can't just stand there and go like, Got nothing. Yeah, got How's nothing. Your night? No, you can't. Yeah, you're and, absolutely right. And uh, how many live morning yeah. shows did it take before you were like, "All right," when the Corolla job came, were that you felt prepared to to jump in? Well, I asked for because they wanted me to start basically the same day, and I asked for two weeks, and. Um, I said, I'll need two weeks. And Mike August, who is, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of in charge, all knowing, said, no problem. You can have one week. I didn't know it was ne- up for negotiation. <laughs> so I started a week after. Okay. And um, 
I just remember feeling like no matter what happens, remember that you are sitting in a chair that people would kill to sit next to this man and watch him do what he does. Yeah. And uh, and for those who aren't familiar with the the, the Adam Carolla show in terms of how you got the job, uh, Allison Rosen, great, wonderful personality. She's got a great podcast now, and she did a great job at, uh, as a news girl. Uh, they, uh, they, I don't know, I don't want to say who fired who or what happened, but... Uh, but the, and there was a lot of there was a lot of blowback. People was were <laughs> people were people were upset oh, really? at Adam. They were upset at Allison. They they, they were, were they were they weren't upset. They were upset at me. Well, right because I caught and, a lot of shrapnel, man. Yeah, because really? oh, I was yeah. going to ask that because did, did 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 people take it out on you? Were were you the new were were were, were you dad divorces mom and then brings in the new Look, woman? I'm Jewish. Yeah. I'm used to being the scapegoat. <laughs> did it again. Um, not only did we start a brand new morning show. Now people like familiarity. Yeah. People yeah. like things that they recognize. People sure. like things that they've had time to connect with. So we started a brand new spanking hot off the press morning show yep. and a brand new uh news girl you know co-co-host yep. that just got kind of you know shoved in there mm-hmm. and um it was rough yeah. i would literally like i would be don't check twitter okay because <laughs> i because i still hadn't figured out the schedule now i wouldn't think of napping but i would mm-hmm. nap in between shows and just lay in my bed and look at and, these tweets and cry and watch shark tank and watch <laughs> shark tank yeah. and then i'd get to corolla and be like okay little concealer oh little fuck up God. and then i'd be like okay i got this and i'd be reading the news i'm like you know what things aren't so bad like check, notification check Twitter. who's this conscious uh, and oh i was just like God. i was broken i yeah. was fucking broken and when people ask now like what do you do i got a mean tweet i'm like honey you don't, you don't know, even know what yeah. it's like God. so i feel so that's why i personally because i'm not a comic and i can't i don't want to see if i can get away with it it's not mm-hmm. really my nature i don't shit on people publicly i don't it, privately it is a party yeah, sure but, I'm, but like you know on what? twitter it's a part of being a human being yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, you say you don't do it oh, you're like my lying. mom i heard her gossip about like friends of hers at temple and oh, it was the best oh, temple gossip oh, the best gossip like, yeah, sure. it really is so i i just held my head up and you know and i would always say well you know what Rome wasn't built in a day. Thanks for, you know, getting used to me. And it was just, it was really hard. Now, I've gotten since then so many people apologizing that I would never remember their names. But they come up to me at live shows and they're like, hey, I think you're amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty hard on you on Reddit. And uh, (laughs) and you just kind of like feel that like triggering, like sinking seventh grade feeling again. Um, But anymore, it's like, you know what? You don't pay my fucking bills. Like these two people seem to enjoy my time. And it uh, it doesn't matter. It's so weird how when... when and I've seen it happen multiple times, whether it be um, Ali McKay coming in for Lisa May, I love May Ali McKay on the Kevin and Bean yeah. show. I mean, she she went through that as I well. Know. And we kind of were going through it at the same time. Yeah, so nice. So you guys can like confide in each yeah. other. Yeah, she yeah she was really it's it's helpful to, because it is isolating. Yeah, like you got these two jobs, you think everyone's gonna throw you a ticker tape parade, and you just accomplished your dream, and everybody hates you. It yeah. is. Now, do oh. Adam or Brian like do people do they understand that and come to you with any sort of or they just kind of go look this is the I gig like just jump in yeah I don't think so because I never brought it up because mm. that's not what you do you know that yeah because well, yeah, you know it's a, a pity little... party you didn't want to be the new girl going like hey yeah, I just got tough. here 
life is hard for me and they're, yeah. and they're like looking at you like buck up well and and adam i i would think because of the kind of person he is and mm-hmm. i try to emulate in so much of my life is and what are you doing are, are you happy are you making money are you doing what you want to do what, the, what you're, you're burning calories on what now yeah. and so that's you know i would be too ashamed i think to bring that to yeah. them and my that. my thing has always been if you want to just go after me and like corner me and tell me how much you hate me I can stomach it, but if you start alerting people that I love and respect and care about how much you hate me, now we have a problem because yeah. now it's like a deep-seated shame. Like I don't want my mom to see that you know her baby who's worked so hard that people hated her yeah. for like a year. You oh, know, you totally. don't see that. And the more you put that. it out there, the more real it is. Like if you yes. were to like just vocalize it to anybody, then it, you you buy into it a little bit more. Yeah, of the hype and of your. Um, Bummer, yes. bummer situation Bummer situation yeah. And then people Your friends Your best friends yeah. Who are amazing people Who've never been in this situation Because they're not in this business Go Oh just ignore the trolls Yeah I suppress a I, lot of shit And it'll probably yeah. blow up on me <laughs> One day But like I, I internalize a lot of Just frustrate. Like I'll, I'll use my mom sometimes And maybe a few friends But like anytime I get Genuinely like Bummed or frustrated I just like go like what you just said like what what do you okay like what are your and options what? here yeah, like exactly. suck it up or like be i mean sometimes you gotta allow yourself to be a little uh Absolutely. bummed out and, and Absolutely. grieve over exercise that exercise that block button people well, <laughs> exercise and, the block button and yeah. that's a, that's that's important because some people like think that that's like oh then they then they think they got me i i have a really f- fulfilling life i don't need to see okay you hey all right well i don't need to see this anymore yeah. move on yeah and how did you like when when you were going through all that? How did you how, like starting the new morning show, being being the new newswoman on Corolla? Like, how did you get through it? Was I there- buried myself in Doritos and gained thirty five pounds? <laughs> Literally, like I would show up like a zombie. I was exhausted. I yeah. was scared. I was tired. I was sad. I was worried, and I would just go right like just like a zombie to the vending machine and just start mm-hmm. like pushing buttons. Like well, especially because was- the vending machine at Corolla is free. Okay, I have some bad news. Is it really? What? It's not anymore. They got rid of it. I walked past a gaping hole in the hallway today. Oh, no. They took out the vending machine. That was always my go-to. I know it's everybody's go-to. I can come in and get a granola bar or a Snickers or something really quick. I know. Now you're just going to have to open the fridge like a normal person. I don't like it. I know. It was really sad. <laughs> I don't like change. <laughs> but I, I have to say, for whatever reason, you know, people are say, just be yourself. It eventually worked. People get used to you. They get familiar yes. with you. They like you because if you're, you're vulnerable or if you laugh at yourself. And I consider, like, for me, Lisa Lampanelli, for my money, is my fucking idol yeah, when it comes great. to taking a joke. Right? Nobody Absolutely. laughs harder than her at a joke about her. Right. And watch, that, watch, the, watch the roast oh, that she's been on. They're the best. Because they, 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 they come at her so brutal. Oh, God. And the harder they come at her, the harder she laughs. The more she laughs. So when Adam does that shit to me or Brian, I am the one laughing the hardest because I know these people are in my corner. I know we're having yeah. fun. It's the people that I don't know that try and join in. I'm like, wait your turn. <laughs> but people that I that have earned that like love and respect, oh my God, nothing makes me laugh harder yeah. when Adam does that. What came Good. first, the positive feedback or are you feeling positive about the job you were doing? Dr. Phil McGraw. <laughs> what you need that's to do. <laughs> what? Hey, that's my impression. I did that on the Corolla show and that got me on the Stern show. Okay. Um, uh, what was the question? I was baffled by your Well, well I want to know, okay, <laughs> is what case me outside? How about that? Oh, I God. still not watch that. And don't, I don't want you'll to. You'll lose brain cells. It'll she was on me. Dr. Phil, right? It's yeah, ridiculous. I don't want to. And then she's like, I made you a star, Dr. Phil. You're welcome. Oh, 
Oh like it's you'll God. don't watch it. She'll be dead in five years. Yep. I should I should call into Corolla and do some sort of thing where it's like like have like just the breakdown of having her on the show, right? Sure. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, so what like did you start to see a lot of positive tweets and just like did Adam say something or did you just finally get comfortable and go, Cool, I got this now and then you start seeing positive stuff too, so you're almost like immune to it because you're like, right. Yeah, I know I'm doing a good job. I yeah. feel it. Um honestly we're being honest, right? We're keeping it home. Yeah, we have to do scandals lit. Good, great. There are candidates. It is very I romantic know, in here. I'm a single guy. Duh. <laughs> duh. Welcome back to duh. <laughs> um, I, I think because I was so slogging through this like tidal wave of, of hatred and, and bullshit that once people started coming around, I really needed to hear it. I yeah. really needed that positive reinforcement. I had it from my family. I had it from my boyfriend. I had it from my friends. But I needed it from the people who were actually listening to these shows. Yeah, right. And that really did help. Now, I couldn't tell you the last time I got a tweet that was fucked up. We just interact. We have fun. And That's if awesome. we're not having yeah. fun, it doesn't It doesn't matter. You're a gnat. Fuck off. It doesn't matter. Love because that. Yeah, you, I've proven myself to myself i get a paycheck i mm-hmm. earn a living and i'm having the time of my life and i i love the people who love me i love the people who support me i i'm, I'm thrilled i'm grateful now adam is like a pioneer like maybe even a god in our industry right oh, yeah. like what do you Absolutely. what do you feel like you've learned from him just from watching and sitting next to him every day Anger is a powerful thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for I, sure. Yeah. No, he's really he's he. Nobody makes. I don't even know if he was a fan of Sam Kinison, but can you think of anyone who's made anger as funny as Sam Kinison since? I mean, yeah, I it, mean, it, 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 be it's hard either Corolla yeah. or Marin or just, but yeah, yeah. But it, Marin it, now, I feel like is angry for the sake of being angry. Yeah, I feel like things have gotten better. It's like. Well, and Adam, also, Adam feels uh, therapy dogs in his core for sure. <laughs> yeah, and for and for Adam, I've seen him like on the when I, I, I was on the set of his movie Road Hard, and I saw him at the craft service table ranting to Kevin Hench, the writer, something about. <laughs> Peanuts. I don't yeah. know what about peanuts, but that's he was probably, in full like. I'm know. like, there's no microphones, there's no cameras. That's who that guy is. Yeah, it's true. He just going like, hey, peanuts. Why don't we figure out peanuts was the magical thing we had to go with? Why not a walnut? They're so much better. Who made this decision? And you're just, and he's just going, and yeah. you're like, what? Oh, that's not a character. <laughs> no, this is who he is. This is who you are. I think. Um, first of all, I'm, he doesn't know this yet because I, I want to see if he can figure it out. But um, I used to take Groundlings classes and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I stopped for ten years because I'm busy and it's expensive. Yeah. But I'm going back. Um, oh, good. Uh, to UCB because you need to stay sharp when you sit next to him. Yeah. And when you're sitting next to a master improviser, yeah. you realize how much work you need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't have any time. I don't have any money. Well, fuck it. I fucking made time. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to rise to a very high caliber to sure. sit next to him. And and I, I respect that because he's on a train. He's going, get on and keep up. And and that yeah. has been a huge lesson for oh, me. Had we not had this podcast, I don't think I ever would have gotten on the show because then I just wouldn't have you know seen Brad get through a lot and then just, mm-hmm. and it was just natural progression. But like, I feel like um, doing that was such a benefit. And people saying too, like, I think I even asked you the first time I went on, I was like, what? Yeah. what and you were like, Try to use what you've gained in the podcast world and like uh, don't just sit back. Like, right. no. like be in, involved. And I remember he won't getting, stop. And I remember getting <laughs> messages of people being like, man, that was really cool how you like uh, uh, didn't like fight for conversation but found places to like right. yeah. pepper in and be in, include yourself. Yep. Because 
you really can get buried yeah. because yeah, because he he knows what he he yeah. knows. He has an opinion about everything. Yes, he, I call it verbal double dutch. You have to know when to jump in. Yeah, and watch the jump ropes. And the, the the advice I give to other comics are saying, hey, I'm gonna I'm going on crawl. I go. Listen, if you don't talk, he's not going to be one of those DJs that just like looks at you and goes, "So, what's your opinion on?" The- yeah, he's not he Jiminy will- Glick. So tell me. Yeah, he doesn't. He will go. Yeah. So you verbal double dutch. Yep. You have to pick your spots. You have to jump in. But then, if you do it a few times, then he starts trusting you. Exactly. Then he starts going like, Absolutely. "Oh, okay." When G- when Gina talks, I'm going to stop because yeah. she's going to say something good. She is going to contribute. Yes, and you guys are great examples of that, by the way. Oh, Thank good. Because you. you can tell. I mean, I sit in the middle of you know the yeah. guest and Adam. I can tell he fucking loves you guys, oh, love and it. it's obvious why. Well, it's. Okay. I mean, you guys are like a a dream team. It's a you know it's an honor to even like be. It's in pretty the, fun. Yeah, yeah. It, what it, do you have any? Um, I don't know. Like top three, like. I mean, how many? Probably thousands of hours of episodes at this point. I guess it's been over two years. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know, like, uh, a guest that you um, like just like lost your fucking mind over meeting, uh, and couple. then a moment that was like so funny. You were talking about it like podcast after that. Like, you day, mean besides Meg Nutman? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that might be it. Yeah, Meg Nutman was pretty strong. That was pretty amazing. Go back and listen um, to that. Or that a moment so. that you were like, um, I don't know, got a call or there was a a conversation uh, that you guys had that you were like, oh, this is really kind of bigger than just a comedy show. Interesting. Um, I have to say, when I first started, and because I, I, I love him now and I loved him then, when I was like, oh, who's on the show today? I'm new and I have news. Mm-hmm. And Patton motherfucking Oswald walked yeah. into the room. I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. That was... I couldn't believe I was in the same room. Same thing happened with Jim Jeffries. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm a comedy person. Like, yeah, I yeah. love it. And two of the greatest of oh all time. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't believe I was sitting in the same <laughs> room. Now, again, I'm really into MSNBC, so when we have Shark Tank people on, They're I go crazy. Marcus Lemonis, I, I, I need a mop. Yeah. I, I get oh really, God. really excited <laughs> about certain, like, business-related reality shows. You know, we did Shark Tank sketches on Mad TV. I should send them to you. I mean, everybody looked like them. And the girl, my friend Carly Craig, who played, who's the little blonde girl, or the oh, uh, uh, QVC? Uh, uh, Lori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was incredible. Oh, my um, God, but I'll send I have to, to see that. It was that. Bobby and Ike Barinholtz. They came in pitching a bunch of, like, shitty... I love uh, Ike Barinholtz. Yeah. Oh, my God. That show is and Bobby Moynihan, Bobby Lee. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. This is Has he been on the show? Um, he's been. I think he's called into the morning show and been on Corolla once since I've been there. Oh man, well, you know I've only been there for two years. Yeah, so yeah. they've they've had everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dolph Lundgren was pretty exciting today. Yeah, just to be in the room with Ivan Drago. I mean, <laughs> it's a big deal. You know, he is a Fulbright scholar. Is he really? And a chemical engineer. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And he just looks like a big, dumb oaf, but then he starts talking, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, don't judge an oaf by its face. (laughs) He looks Right after (laughs) how good of a Jew are you, don't judge an oaf by its face. He's like a sexy Matterhorn. Yeah. Sexy Matterhorn. Yeah. I like that. Swedish. I don't know where the Matterhorn is. Is that what you dig in, guys? Like the... um, The the Uber Alice? Yeah. Uh, Not generally. (laughs) The Adonis? No. Sure. It's somewhere in the middle between super my people and super somebody else's people. I'm right. really not a, a fairly equal opportunity employer. I like it. Yeah. Um, I know you've got to go, but I, I want to... Uh, oh, because Diva as- has a hard out. I am so sorry. Why? This, this is great. You're so fine. Lame. You'll come back anytime. I would love You're to. You're fine. Yeah. I, I, I do just want to get something out Please. real quick. Uh, and we were kind of... We briefly talked about this outside. We, you, you and I, we, everyone at this table loves Adam Carolla. We all consider him a friend and uh, a, a wonderful person, uh, extremely funny. But and I agree with 
90% of the things that he says on his show. That's a lot. They're, and <laughs> that's right? a good number. Yeah, that's really high. Now, there, <laughs> there is the 10% for me yeah. that he says sometimes when I go, mm, not, <laughs> not for me. Not for me, yeah, but right. at the same time, I'm not going to stop listening to the show, right. and I'm, I'm not going to lose any respect for the man. Sure. Are there times when he's on the show and he goes on a rant about whatever that you and you have an opposing view that i recoil yeah like now are you encouraged to jump in and bring up that oppo- that opposing view are you like i'm just gonna let my boss do his thing like yeah it's it's kind of both i remember we got into i thought it was one of the most exciting interesting debates ever when we were talking about when the whole caitlin jenner thing happened yep. and all the transgender stuff i just really felt strongly about some stuff it really held my ground we kept you know we had mm-hmm. this debate and i was really invigorated by it yeah um there are other times where again verbal double dutch doesn't just technically allow for sure. you know it's not he he wants to say what he wants say and it's you know we're not it, he's not maybe bringing us in because he wants to it's his show yeah. Yeah. he wants to finish his thought yep um so it's both okay but i told him at the christmas party uh that we just had uh <laughs> his daughter natalia is my favorite human being Your she, spirit animal oh my god she <laughs> is him yeah but it just in this cute little how old she's 10 that's are his twins that are oh, yeah. amazing his yeah. kids are so Fucking cool and just I've grounded. Wa- I've and I bet he's watched, a great dad. Yeah, and I've watched. Oh. I've, I've watched football with his son Sonny. Oh, and he's the best. He's the best. And he's Natalia's best. my girl. So she's kind of following me around the party. We're having fun, and um, she has her her little arms around my waist because that's mm-hmm. how tall she is. And I go up to say bye to Adam, and he puts his arm around my shoulder. And he was just saying, you know, there's these wonderfully complimentary things and what a nice person I am and how it's great to, you know, just be around nice people, yeah. you know, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a mean spirit. I don't like prank shit. Like, it's just not my thing. It makes yeah. me, it's not my thing. Um, but he was just like, yeah, you're just such, you're so great. You're so nice. And Natalia looked up at me and said, you're the belle of the ball. <laughs> and I fucking lost it so we're dying laughing at that and you know we're kind of having a a drunken heart to heart and we're talking he's like even if we don't agree on everything even if we don't agree on politics and i said to be perfectly honest my political views have changed a lot since working with you and he looked at natalia said you see did you hear what she said some people respect me some people (laughs) and that's true because i'm not party affiliated i i think it's broken yeah um but you know there are things i feel whatever and i don't feel like he's trying to ever shut me down or shut brian down we get our Mm -hmm. our thoughts in just fine but there are things that he has explained so razor sharp amazingly that i'm like well i don't have an argument for that yeah yeah so i've definitely come around on a few things that just were sort of beaten into my head that this is how you think this is what we do sure and yeah there there's a lot there's a lot of things he said that goes against what your heart tells tells you and what you've always said or what you've always been told but then as as he explains it and you're going oh god it makes a lot of fucking sense yeah that's like that's like (laughs) vinnie tortorich our our nutritionist with like no sugar no grain gina if you eat a ton of fat i promise you'll lose weight and i'm like i can't be hurt again by this situation like please (laughs) and i finally like gave into it and it worked so it's like your head tells you go to weight watchers and eat the poison cookies i'm sure they're not poison i was just kidding (laughs) but honestly they were fine they were absolutely fine i just didn't do as well but Mm -hmm. but eating you know olive oil and avocados and shit and staying away from the sugar and the grain works it goes against everything you think is supposed to work do you feel like you've gotten smarter from doing the podcast fuck yeah Yeah, that's pretty awesome oh my god not even a thing you go in like expecting or 
desiring but it just happens because you're like i'm consuming so much information and engaging um in opinions and perspectives that like you can't help but being a sponge because your listening has to be at an all-time level oh my god and the guests whether it be shark tank guys whether whether it be thinkers whether it be people that have crazy different political opinions mario lopez didn't you mario lopez Lopez. i'm surprised (laughs) you didn't mention him i've not been on since he's been on oh is that a thing i know i don't know but didn't he have should be or did, I maybe, feel like he was just in a landslide at his house or something. Didn't yikes. his house fall down a hill? I thought well, I saw that on the now, Well, now I feel like we need to get up and start digging him out. <laughs> yeah, somebody well, get a Kickstarter. Why I, are we not saving Mario Lopez right now? <laughs> yeah. We're way, doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to change my answer, but I do need to add my answer to okay. my all-time favorite guest that yeah. when you said thinkers, it just reminded me we were all like, <sighs> all of us. Who's that? Three words. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Close. <laughs> You're on the right track. Neil DeGrasse Tyson. Ooh, really? That was the most exciting moment of my life. Because he's so excited about it. Oh my God, that was incredible. And I had a question that's been bouncing around in my head forever, but I never told anyone because I thought I would look stupid. So who do I tell? Neil DeGrasse Tyson. And he said it was a good question and I almost died. Wow, a good question. That's like... It was amazing. From from a genius. Yeah. So when a genius says that's a great question, you're it like, it was great. That's goddamn right it is. Yeah. And by the way, I'm I, I'm only saying this because I'm the one that believes it the least. I am a card carrying Mensa member, um, but really? nobody believes me, and I don't believe it because it doesn't match up with what you would think. Yeah. So I feel super stupid. Always have. Always will. So when I was like, I have a question. Oh my god, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And because we were talking about like planets that might have water on it and planets that you could, you know, that life could survive because there's water. And yeah, I was yeah. like, here goes nothing. Mr. DeGrasse Tyson, how do we know that aliens need water? And he's like, oh, that is such a good question. You know, it reminds me of my favorite Far Side comic strip when there's an alien crawling through the desert. And he's going, ammonia, ammonia. And I felt so validated. <laughs> oh I'm like, my God. how so do we cool. know aliens need water? Maybe yeah. they need something else. Oh, my God. Neil I would DeGrasse isolate Tyson. that soundbite and play it every morning and masturbate <laughs> yeah. to it. But that's just me. That's how I was raised. Um, Absolutely. And you know what? And Neil deGrasse Tyson, d- 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 despite my recent tweet about you um, attacking... Uh, the dwarf son of the new oh, yeah. solar system and saying, and, 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 and saying that if there's no life in the new solar system, blame the dwarf. Yeah. How dare you? Uh, we would oh, still love no. to have you on the podcast and, and, and you are a god amongst men. Yes, please. <laughs> please come on this podcast. Uh, well, thank you for yeah. doing this and come back anytime. We got to do that sooner or later. Thank um, you so you're much You're incredible. For me. You, I'm sure you're going to write a book at some point, right? You're already thinking about that? I can't believe you said that. That yeah. is, uh, wow. I, think about, like, I hope even just, like, briefly touching on your story, but uh, I just feel like you, uh, you sh- an audiobook, too. Like, we just listened to Carol Liefer's audiobook, and it was oh, great. Know. And she has a great voice, and she can articulate, and I feel like yeah. you uh, would be in the same boat. I cannot tell you what a gigantic compliment that is. Yeah. Thank you. And and seriously, not to like give like the end of the show tug job, but I was. <laughs> well, that's how we end wait, the show. <laughs> wait, is wait. that is that something we can do? <laughs> Hands under the table. Yeah. All right. I, yes, that penis. <laughs> you guys are you're 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 huge stars. You're you're comedians. Everybody knows. Everybody Aww. loves you. And like when Brad was like, oh, maybe on a comedy show, I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I'm sure I'll hear from you. I was. So excited. I know oh, you've had cool. huge, 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 huge stars. And I thought, what? Well, they must have had a dropout. Oh, shush. This is seriously like, this means a lot to me. I love you guys. I oh, respect thanks. the shit out of what you do. Oh, and thanks. I'm so glad to know you. Well, let's uh, cut these mics off and let the circle <laughs> jerk and begin. Good night, everybody. <laughs> so, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in.
Dirty Dancer. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Boy, they're a lot of fun, huh? Why don't you subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.